Michigan State, another road win. They're second in the conference this season. Malik Hall, 29 points, 10 rebounds. Is it enough to finally silence the haters? Hey, we're going to talk about it with Connor Muldowney. Let's go. You are locked on Spartans. Your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you will get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners. It's not just going to be me blabbing just solo during this whole show. No, no, no. We got Connor Downey of Spartan Shadows of Spartans Illustrated and, um, Connor, I got to say, like, before we started recording and right now at the first few moments of the show, I did know something, like, unique or just outright odd about just you so far. And I think I've put my finger on it. We're smiling, Connor. I think We're smiling. Yeah. We're smiling on this show because, dang it, after how many times you've joined this show to recap a loss, oh, my God, we both get to smile genuinely not even to like hide our tears this is nuts man how you doing over there connor look at us man on on top of the world right now after when uh penn state roadway i love it this is so weird because usually we're designed here together just railing on this team whether it be basketball or football and just holding ourselves from crying about whatever we just saw but connor dang it the boys did it 80 to 72 and this is where we're going to start the show. Yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, the whole team. Jaden Akins, he did fine. Carson Cooper, his best game so far this season. Should we be concerned about Tyson Walker? Do we feel good about the rest of the season? But we're going to start with the man of the hour, Malik Hall. Connor, it wasn't even just this game. 29 points, 10 rebounds, by the way. If you actually go back to the Illinois game, specifically the last three minutes of that game when it was closing time against the top 10 team, Malik Hall has 36 points since the three-minute mark of that Illinois game. In the last four games, 19 points per game, six and a half rebounds per game, just three total turnovers, Connor. So, look, I know there's no shortage of polarizing players on this team. People are very up and down about A.J. Hogarth. People are very up and down about the center uh, position. But, man, Malik Hall is a guy that gets a lot of flack from a lot of people, and I get it. He had the zero burger against Northwestern, okay? That was not fun. All right. The opening game against James Madison, I didn't have a hoot and a half. Connor, you were here for that post-game show. We didn't have great things to say about Malik Hall. You go back to last year. He was at the run end of some highlight plays against Kansas State. But dang it, I'll pat my own back here. I'll, I'll say when we're wrong on this show. I've done it many a times. I've had some terrible takes on this show that we will come up to. But we've talked at Malik Hall when he is healthy – which he wasn't last year. He played through some back injuries, some foot injuries that he eventually had to get surgery on. He is a plus player for this team. Now, we know that there are a lot of naysayers out there, a lot of people that just don't like Malik Hall. But dang it, Connor, after this stretch and after this game with 29 points and 10 rebounds, is it enough where we could all just turn the page and actually start rooting for the kid and realize that, hey, this is a plus player? I'm not calling him a Naismith Award winner. I'm not even calling him a Big Ten first-team player. But, Connor... He's a plus player. Is it finally enough for people to start realizing that? Or 
Or do you think that there is reason for people to say, nah, still need to see it more from him? I mean, he's shown it consistently. I would say since like the beginning of the year, like beginning of the the new year, he's mm-hmm. been a consistent like 15 and seven or eight kind of guy. And he's yeah. shooting, you know, above 50% from the floor, which like he shoots maybe one, three, every three or four games. And that takes, you know, 10 minutes to wind up and shoot it. <laughs> but I mean, he's, yeah. he's making them now. Like now he's starting to make his threes. Like today yeah. he made his only three point attempt and it didn't even look awkward. I mean, it did, but. Went for, in. Hey, yeah, it went the, in. Swish, the, the yeah. swish of the net does not look awkward though. That's yeah. nice. Well, absolutely. That's nice. I mean, he's the most <laughs> consistent player on the team right now. I mean, you can't yeah. really, you, you can't really knock Walker cause he's hurt and it's pretty obvious that he's not hundred percent. But yeah. um, I wrote the other day that the Malik Hall uh, like resurgence this year or, or rebound this year has been similar to the Hauser one where he was just like, yeah. You know, the most easily criticized, like you just, you could just like pick on him constantly because he was always doing something wrong. And now it's like, he's putting the team on his back and he's, he's the guy, he's the go-to guy right now. Do you like stats? Do you just like fun numbers? Love stats. Love stats. Because you know, do you, do you remember Nick Ward? You remember how fun he was in 2019? Mm-hmm. People called him a walking bucket. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. Malik Hall's finishing at the rim at a higher percentage than Nick Ward was that year? Do you know that? And Malik he's not, Hall's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. No, it is. Who remembers Xavier Tillman? NBA player Xavier Tillman. We had a great time with him in 2019 as well. And also 2020, the, the season that was cut short. Really good player. Really call finishing at the rim at a higher clip than he is percentage-wise. So, no, this isn't just me blowing smoke and me just, hey, taking a two-game sample size and just willing it into existence that, yeah, well, he calls a good player. No, like statistically in a lot of categories, he is doing very good. And I know that there are some people that are still – to this day, they're in the Twitter mentions saying like, oh, oh, you must have forgotten about the zero burger against Northwestern. Like, that, that was a, that was 11 games ago. That was 11 games ago. He's been wiped out. He has been just fine. He's averaging 14.3 points in the last 11 games. Yeah. Again, I'm not calling him as good as Zach Eady or that he should be a lottery pick next year. But he's a plus player. Forgive the college kid. Granted, he is 23 years old. He's on the upper end of college kids. But forgive the college kid for having an off night every once in a while. Because also in the last 11 games since that Northwestern game, he has six games with 14 or more points. You know Dawson Garcia, probably who will be a first-team All-Big Ten player for Minnesota? Play the same position. They play that little stretch four position. As many 14-plus point games as Malik Hall does in the last 11 games. So I'm just sick of the Malik Hall slander. Of course, not a lot of people are doing it now, but there are some. It's a minority, a vocal minority, but this is an awakening, a resurgence. Then Malik Hall is a plus player. Will he go for 29-10 and 10 every single night, Connor? No. He he of could. No. I, I have no not. doubt. I like this, actually. No, no, no. Okay, maybe not 29-10, but he could be a 20 points per game scorer if he had to be. Because when he gets the ball in the post, I have no doubt that he's going to score in some way or get a foul. I have no doubt. He's the most aggressive player. This is the kind of player that we needed. We didn't have any dogs for a while this season. And I feel like he's finally realizing that every single time he gets the ball, he has a chance to score. Like it's Whether it's the spin move or when he broke that kid's ankles on – I don't know what game was that. Was that Michigan? No, it was – he did the spin move back like in the post. I don't remember that. It was – he broke someone's ankles, but like that's the type of stuff he does. Today he did a between the legs, coast to coast, like yeah, 
grabbed just the rebound and took it coast to coast and scored on the other. Like this dude's like six seven, and he's he's running the floor like right. a guard. Right. It's I don't know. Malik Hall, I think, is there shouldn't be any doubters of Malik Hall at this point with the way he's playing. I don't think he did a single thing wrong tonight, and he made all eight free throws. Uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. We uh, we were missing that last week, the last time we talked, Connor, because <laughs> that, that was not a fun episode. But, um, yeah, again, hey, is he going to have an off night between now and the end of the season? Yeah, probably, most likely, absolutely. But everyone in college, save for, like, maybe, I don't know, five players in this conference, has up and down nights. Like, that's it, just the, the nature of the beast here. So yeah. it was just nice to have Malik Hall. Have just a really nice game here, Connor. Um, he wasn't the only one with a really nice game, though. We had Jaden Aikens. We had Carson Cooper throw up double digits, too. And also, we're just going to talk a little bit about this season some more. But first, Connor, I hate to do this to you. You're such a nice guest. It's Valentine's Day. For God's sakes, there should be love in the air. But I'm going to send you to the bench because I need to talk to people's ears off about Fan Duel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Folks, if you fancied yourself a nice little wager of Michigan State minus three and a half like your boy did over here, well, hey, Mr. FanDuel is going to pay you out quickly because that's one of my favorite features of FanDuel is just how quick you get paid by FanDuel. You're not going to be sitting around for days at a time just wondering, oh, my God, when's that money finally going to hit my account? No, FanDuel just zaps right to your account, it seems like. It is great. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, my personal favorite, first basket score, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to shoot your shot with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Again, it's FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Now let's drag our Valentine's date over here. Connor Downey of Spartan Shadows and Spartan Avenues. He's back doing a what seems like a Lockdown Spartans first, a victory episode with our friend Connor Downey over there. Um it, 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 this this is just so delightful. This is just a great time. And thank you, Malik Hall. And also thank you, Jaden Akins. Yep. Scorched earth in the first half. 16 points. Ended his game with 20 points. Also, you had Carson Cooper. Eight points in the first half. He finishes his night with 10 points. Who blew you away more, Connor? Was it Jaden Akins? A guy that we know has that in him. But, whoo, man, when he gets rolling, he gets rolling. Or was it Carson Cooper? That plays a position that a lot of people, ourselves included, have been dogging on the entire year, throwing up double-digit points by himself. I mean, who who caught your eye more between those two? I mean, Aikens was the more noticeably hot player, but mm-hmm. I kind of expected that from him coming into the year. Like, he was going to have those games where he just takes over, goes off, goes nuclear. The Cooper showing was like, okay, if he could, do, if he could do this on a regular basis, we would not – we first of all, we wouldn't be sixteen and nine. But no. <laughs> and second of all, like we would have a lot of issues solved. Like Maddie, love Maddie, great kid, awesome kid, Maddie, awesome kid. Um, you want your son to grow up to be just yeah, like Maddie Sissoko, exactly off the court. Maddie's yeah. awesome, love yeah. Maddie. Mm-hmm. But he probably would get maybe like five to ten minutes, and then Cooper would get 20, 20, 20 to twenty three ish, and then maybe even you know. Uh, Xavier Booker for like five to seven minutes. I don't know. But if Cooper could play like that every single game, we would be in a much 
much better play. So that's why I think his his game was stood out so much that it was like, wow, hopefully, you know, this continues moving forward. Because he had some good moments too in the tournament last year. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it takes him four full months to really get ingratiated <laughs> into a season. Uh, we, we could hold out hope for that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but there isn't a lot of bones to pick with this game here. I mean, if there's one bone to pick, it is that I thought the center rotation was still a little bizarre. Like Mati Sissoko, he didn't give you anything spectacular. I want to reemphasize this incredible kid, salter the earth kid. What a, just what a story he has, yeah. Connor. Uh, three three points though. Uh, one rebound, yet seventeen minutes. Whereas Carson Cooper has his best game of his season so far. He just plays one more minute than him, and then well, Xavier Booker. I know that they don't play the same position. Xavier Booker is more of a stretch four than Mati Soko as a true five, but still, you think you could go some small ball here with like I don't know Booker at the five or play the man. Still, Play so the five, man. He had five points in his five minutes and then never saw the court again. Like, yeah, he was hot. Like he had just gotten hot. I and know. I understand he was he was winded. Like he was he was sure. dragging up and down the floor. Which like I understand. But like he's winded because he plays three minutes a game maximum. Like yeah. give him some playing time. He you scored see, five points. Uh, right. And it looked good too when he did it. My no, God. Like he's comfortable. I've been saying, like, no, you you know, you're probably right not playing him in some situations because, you know, it just doesn't, like, look all there. Like, today, look, Penn State is not a good team. Like, it no. did look all there, especially their front court, yeah. which might have – I'm going to whisper this. Like, that, that might be a reason why we saw 10 points from Carson Cooper. No, like, Penn no. State, but, but, but no. you know, I'm going to edit that out, actually. Yeah, okay. act, act, act like I never said but, that. Um, but Booker, that would be Booker's nice post-touch. Booker's post-touch was what I wanted to see from a post-big all year. Like – he literally nice. caught the ball and went right up. He didn't go down. He didn't turn uh, around. Like, I almost, like, a tear almost rolled down my face when I saw that. I was like. I know. No, no two pump fakes that no one know, falls like, for at all. Oh, it was delightful. It was, even, it was... even with Cooper hot today, I saw him catch a ball wide open in the post and immediately look to pass it out. I know. Else. Like, even his one bucket where he, he did, like, a little hook shot off the glass and scored. Yeah. He, he made that look so much harder than it had to be. He could have just gone. I don't know. He has a seven-five wingspan, and he's still at. No, all right, I'm just. No, it's fine. You know, let's. We're we're gonna parlay some off performances into a question, maybe of optimism, because I'm actually of the optimistic type when I read off when I'm about to read off. Tyson Walker, not his best game of his season. Six points, three of eight shooting, did not make a three-pointer. A.J. Hogard, your other guard, four points, two of nine shooting, did not make a three. So between the two of them, that's 10 combined points. And that is, if I'm doing my math right, five of 17 shooting with no three-pointers. Yeah. I just want to pull a Penn State stat over here. They shot 12 of 23 from behind the arc. That is incredible above 50% shooting from Penn State. <sighs> the, the fact you could win a game by eight points with not a great game from your point guard or the best player on your team so far and Penn State also shooting the lights out of the ball from beyond three-point range and you still win as comfortably as you did, that makes me more optimistic for the end of the season. I know that sounds very strange because there are some people out there that are saying like, oh, well, Tyson Walker didn't play so great today or A.J. Hogarth didn't have it today. But that proved to me that you actually can win in more ways than just relying on Tyson Walker and an A-plus game from A.J. Hogarth, whereas throughout the whole season, I haven't felt like that. So I don't, does that make sense? Like do, do, when, when I read all that, 
do you see optimism or are you actually concerned with the play from Walker and Hogarth today? Like think back to when we were four and five and we were just like down on the team. Like we were, I'm pretty sure we were all thinking if we didn't have Tyson Walker, we'd probably be 0 and 9 right now. Correct. So (laughs) the fact that we won a game, so it should eight points. It wasn't eight point. Like we dominated from start to finish. We were up by like 14 with a 30 seconds left. You're right. Um, So to win a game that dominant on the road against, obviously Penn State's not good, but they've been a lot better lately than the last time we saw. Like they've gotten better since we saw them last time. And to win that convincingly with Walker playing, you know, 70% maybe, I don't know. I don't know what you would put out like a number on that. Um, That's fair, I think. Yeah. And they're, they had a 15% three-point shooter hit two threes. They had a 25% three-point shooter hit two threes. Like that's, that's the most, first of all, that's the most typical thing to ever happen to Michigan State. Totally. Yes. And second of all, yeah, that makes me feel great. Like we, we didn't even play great perimeter defense. We didn't play our best game and we still looked like the clear better team. Like we looked like we could have slept sleepwalked to a win and it, you know, like we basically did, but. Yeah, yeah, I felt a lot better. Like it's it's a big reason why the Illinois win felt really good is because like okay, hey, finally everyone that's supposed to have a good game, AJ Hogard, Tyson Walker, Malik Hall, your seniors, they they played great. But like it was almost kind of nice that you can win a road game. Uh, Granted, yeah, Penn State, just like you said, you said it brilliantly, Connor. Not a good team, but as of late, like they do have two double digit road wins in the conference. We know how hard that is. Like that is a Penn State team that was coming into as much form as they possibly can. But you still got the win, even with just one senior showing up. And hey, you got a nice performance for your junior, Jaden Akins. And what's that, Carson Cooper? You want 10 points tonight? Well, sure, my man. Yeah, we can do that for you. Xavier Booker, you want five points in five minutes. So it, it, it was like oddly, in a way, nice to see that they can pull a win off, even with AJ Hogarth and Tyson Walker, like kind of not being there tonight. And I'm not going to, you know, lash out at them and cry about AJ Hogarth today. It's growth. It's a winning episode. It's a victory episode. So yeah. here we go. Um, Connor, this, I did ask a, a quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go. I was just going to say this was one of those wins that makes you like really look back at the loss at Minnesota or like even another loss in conference play. And yeah. just like if you just win that game, like if we had beaten Minnesota last week and we end up being Michigan this weekend, I mean, there's like a 99% chance we're ranked next week. Like, oh, yeah, that's the difference. Definitely. That's the difference between like, if why didn't we just play like this at Minnesota? I don't know. It's it's one of those things that the inconsistency of this team, like as I said, keeps me up at night. We're gonna focus on the positives here. Yeah. Maybe I don't actually. This is for you to decide because I threw a question out on Twitter. This is what we're gonna end this segment and the basketball talk with before getting into some football talk here to end the show. I said, quick poll: Are the last two games enough to make you feel better about the rest of the season? Yes was at 51.5% of the vote. Not quite was at 48.5% of the vote. Nearly a 1,000 people voted, so thank you, everyone, that voted. But it is split because, look, I I know it's just two games, but it's a win against a top-10 team where you had to show overcoming adversity late in the game and also a road win. You've only seen two of those in conference play so far this season. Is that enough for you, Connor Muldowney, to feel better about the future of this season, or do you still need to see a little more? I think I need to see a little more, but – the fact that, like you said, we beat a top 10 team in a game that, you know, we could have folded when we were down eight points with totally under, under seven or eight, eight to go. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we go on the road where we've been horrible this season and just dominate from start to finish. I feel better for sure. Like, I, I feel like the ceiling of this team is higher than what 
experts think, and I think it's higher than what a lot of our fans think. I think a lot of our fans are like, you know, we'd be lucky to get out of the first weekend. I don't see that. I don't think that's I don't think that's the ceiling of this team at all. And I think the last two games definitely showed that. We are so ready to get hurt again. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Final four. We're going to the final four. You and I. (laughs) Podcast from. I'm afraid so. God, like the sucker I am. I just leave that Minnesota game just telling myself, like, this is why they'll never accomplish anything. (laughs) And now here I am being like, I saw you tweet about how far it is from here to uh, Dayton. That's right. And then the the follow-up to uh, Phoenix. Is that what it was? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, look, when they're down eight points and six minutes to go against Illinois, I'm thinking – Oh, I first four, it. first four I again. It. Great, yeah. <laughs> great. I, I tweeted that it was a good loss. That's what I tweeted at that very moment. Ah, <laughs> uh, we just willed this team to victory with our Negative. hateful tweets on Twitter. Look at us go, Connor. <laughs> Look at us go. Uh, I'm sure Tom is just so thrilled with us. Uh, all right, we are going to be back here talking that football here in a hot second. But Connor, I'm so sorry, I got to kick you off one more time because I need to talk to people's ears off about game time. That's right, the best ticketing app out there. And if you don't believe me, go ahead and download the game time app. Also, use code lockdown for $20 off. But just peruse the events that you might want to go to in the new future, whether it's a concert, a comedy show, theatrical performance, or Hey, how about just a sporting event at East Lansing? Now, if you peruse the options throughout the week, you're going to notice some flash deals. All right, these are some of the best deals for the seats that you will find amongst any ticketing site out there. Or if you're a procrastinator like I am, you want to wait until the last minute. You don't want to get your tickets until you're walking in to Breslin Center. Fine. Game time says bet. Do that because they have their last minute deals available. And they're not available just until tip-off or kickoff or the start of the show. They go on an hour into the game or the performance or the concert, what have you. They want to save you money when it counts. So what are you waiting for out there? Download the Game Time app. Use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Again, download Game Time today. Promo code LOCKED ON, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Now let's drag the one, the only, Connor Muldowney of Spartans Illustrated, Spartans Avenue, Spartan Shadows. Too many Spartan publications out there. My goodness gracious. Too many. many. You said the two that matter, so it's okay. There we go. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) We're dragging it back in the show here because we're going to talk football because mid-February, what what better time to talk bowl games than than right now, Connor? Uh, Well, Brett McMurphy of the Action Network. He thinks that right now is the greatest time to talk bull projections. And Connor, what do you think? Do you do you think Brett, Brett McMurphy has Michigan State in a bowl game projected into a bowl game right now? If he doesn't, then he just doesn't know ball. Well, he does know ball apparently because he does have your Michigan State Spartans in the Music City Bowl in Nashville against Texas A&M. Now, if it wasn't ridiculous enough to have bowl projections in the middle of February, he took it a step further and actually has a spread for this game. Do you do you have any guess what the spread would be for this game? Spartans versus Aggies in Nashville. Oh. Like you can just try your best. Okay. There's no shame if you're way off here. Michigan State, Texas A&M in Nashville. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to say Texas A&M minus four and a half. So he loves the Aggies apparently because he has A&M as a 15 and a half point favorite in this game. 
Like, I'm sure the Yankees are going to be fine this year, but like, wow, <laughs> wow. Um, but we guys just up in a bowl together. Okay, got it. I, I, he like Johnny Manziel is going to come back. He's going to play for AM. and <laughs> Mike Evans is going to come back. It's going to be a whole hoot nanny for the Yaggies. But wow, yeah. Good but let, let, let's just focus on the bowl aspect, not the actual spread. When when you hear Music City Bowl for Jonathan Smith's year one, like my take is very easy, very short. Do you have a, just a like a hot opinion on this music city bowl or, yeah, or not <laughs> so much there we go <laughs> i don't i mean I, i'll take i would take anything for year one of jonathan smith i, I mean that's where i'm at yeah yeah make a bowl. <laughs> right. that was kind of like year one of your really year one of tucker it was like make yeah. a bowl game i'm happy right you know don't maybe maybe no i'm not gonna say anything never mind whoa no no, no go go, go no. on I'll edit it out. I'll edit it out. Don't worry. No, 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 no one will hear this. Because it would. I was going to say something really stupid, and it wouldn't have made sense. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Okay, we'll we'll move on then. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. No, like I'm kind of with you. We're like, I, like I don't care if it's the Frisco Bowl. I don't care if it's the Armed Forces Bowl, I, or the Rose Bowl too. Could be pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah that, that'd be cool. But yeah, like really, I, just as long as you're making a bowl game, that's fine. Um, just for the record, Michigan State, according to Brett McMurphy of the Action Network is one of 15 Big Ten teams making a bowl game, Connor. So uh, Brett McMurphy loves him, some Big Ten football. Uh, yes, 15 teams. I'm not going to go through them all. You can go check it out, his work, actionnetwork.com. We're going to go into a segment that we actually talked about the bulk of yesterday's show with, and that is Michigan State's win total of five and a half. Over here, we say, as long as Aiden Childs is healthy, I think it's a lock, personally. Mm -hmm. Connor, before we get into some other Big Ten teams, like do you do you do you have the urge to drain every account in your name and throw down the over for five and a half wins? Yeah, I would throw my mortgage on it, but knowing my luck, I would be homeless at the end of the season. So, um, shoot, the five and a half seems kind of wild to me given our schedule. Yeah, but they—I don't know. Vegas, Vegas knows things that we don't know. But I think as long as, like you said, as long as Childs is healthy, um, Nate Carter stays healthy, we have our offensive line improves like we think it should. Yeah. And hopefully we have a defense this year. We should, I mean, sure. five, five and a half should be a cakewalk. We should start out like, I think I remember looking at this, like four and oh, five, four and oh. Something Good. Like it's, re it's realistic. Good. I mean, Good. yeah. Yeah. It's on the table, but like my thing yesterday was is like let's say you just go three and one. Yeah. In that in that first month, let's say you even go zero and four in that middle of the schedule, and let's say the last month is very gettable too. Let's just say you go three and one there too. Mm -hmm. Like that yeah. that's the over still, yeah. and that's like kind of worst that's case. Bad, yeah, worst case scenario. Right. Like that. Yeah. That's like speaking very pessimistically about the season. Like I, I don't know. If you guys want more of the insight, that, that's yesterday's show. Um, and we'll be talking about the over-under throughout the entire offseason. There's going to be no shortage of that kind of talk. But, Connor, as I'm looking at the Big Ten win totals, there are three, and they're actually all at the top, that I'm feeling pretty good about. I want to bounce them off you. And kind of with Michigan State yesterday, the thesis for a lot of these is going to come down to the schedule. Okay? That's, that's kind of where yeah. I'm at right now. The top two teams right now in this conference, Oregon and Ohio State, they both have win totals of 10 and a half. Like they are going to be buzzsaws this year. They face each other this year, actually. That is going to be must see television, Connor. Cannot wait for that one. However, I'm going to go over 
for both of these teams, Oregon and Ohio State. We talked a little bit about this on yesterday's show. I'm going to go more in depth here with their schedule because, Connor, what I look at when I go with win totals, I look at a lot of things. But one of the first things I look at is the non-conference schedule. Are you giving yourself any reason to even sweat one of those? Are you giving yourselves any coin tosses? Connor, Oregon's non-conference, no coin tosses whatsoever here. It's Idaho, it's Boise State, and then it's the skeleton of whatever's left of Oregon State. All right, the Ohio State game this year, that's a home game. They do have two tough road games at Michigan, who they still should beat, and at Wisconsin, which they still should beat. And they found an established quarterback in Dylan Gabriel. I, I don't know, like they could lose like that Ohio State game. They could lose like that Michigan game. And like they'd still have another game in hand to lose. I think that them going 11 and 1, quite frankly, is their basement. You have an early pulse check on that? Is like, is this bad financial advice I'm giving people? Or, or I mean, what? <laughs> the, the three games, like you said, that are the toughest, they're losing at least one of the at Michigan, at Wisconsin games. Okay. At least one of those games. And then Ohio State. Ohio State might be might be the best team in the country next year. Yeah, I think so. I and think so. I just don't know how the transition from Bo Nix to Dylan Gabriel is going to be. Like, Gabriel might just be terrible on the new offense. I, I, you just never know. He could. Nix it is his first so year. Consistent. He was so consistent with them. So, yeah, I don't know. That's tough. I, my gut would say take the over. But, like, that would mean they'd have to go perfect if they lose to Ohio State. And that's – Maybe maybe Ohio State is more appealing than yeah. too. Now, let, let me run through their non-cons and their tough games because, uh, against all odds, Ohio State has an even easier non-conference schedule than Oregon, perhaps. Uh, it's Akron. It's the Fighting Zips. Uh, and then it's Marshall. Uh, shout out to uh, – Christian Fitzpatrick, I believe, transferred there, right? Yeah, I think so. If, if, if I'm wrong, we're going to edit that part. A lot of editing to do after this show here. I and then Western enough. Michigan – um, is the third non-conference game. So Akron, Marshall, Western Michigan. No no Notre Dames this year for Ohio State, you know. And then, uh, yes, the road games are tough. At Oregon, at Penn State. Okay, that's tough. And at then, Michigan hey, if you State. want – I was going to say, if you're feeling spicy, <laughs> at Michigan State too. And then at Northwestern, I don't know how spicy that is, but their home slate is kind of a joke, Connor. It's Iowa, it's Nebraska, it's Purdue, it's Indiana. And then it's Michigan, who, like, obviously they have the upper hand against the Buckeyes, but – like you said, the Buckeyes on paper, probably the best team Yeah, going into this year. I think that between like the at Oregon, Penn State, and then home against Michigan, they can go two and one in those three games and then sweep the rest. I'm sorry to fellow Michigan State fans. I'm just not seeing it this year necessarily. Are you more confident of the over Ohio State? An Oregon or are both just bad bets? You could just you could just tell me to my face that I'm an idiot. That's okay. No, I don't. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Take it for me. Like I can't call someone else a bad better because I am the worst. So I think Shoot. I would take Ohio State's over ten and a half. Definitely before okay. I took Oregon's because all they have to do is split at Oregon at Penn State and they're basically guaranteed eleven. That's wins. that's kind of how I see it too. Yeah. And really quick, we'll just make this last minute like the player haters ball here because uh, the third team that has the highest win total is Michigan, the reigning national champs. Nine and a half. Now, I swear that we're not just two Michigan State wow. idiots just bagging on Michigan. Like, no, There's reason to believe that there's going to be some drop-off this year. And you know what doesn't help, Connor? Is this schedule that they have coming up. Oh, boy, you talk about giving yourself a coin toss in the non-conference. How about a home game against top five Texas next year? Now – 
it is home. That goes a long way in college football, but my goodness gracious, that's going to be a dangerous Texas team next year. They also have home games against USC. Oregon's going to be a wagon. And then, hey, if we're feeling spicy about our Spartans, yes, Michigan State, they do play them as well. Now, their away games, a little difficult at Washington, at Ohio State. If you lose the Texas at Washington, at Ohio State, there it is right there. Or let's say that you do drop one against USC or against Oregon. Like, I... I, I'm just seeing four losses, yeah. right? And I, I swear I'm not a hater. That's no. a hard schedule. They are replacing however many draft picks are going to have this year. I, I'm feeling good about the Michigan under right now, which that, I, I know sounds ridiculous no, that after a national champion year. That yeah. one stood out to me. I th- I personally think that they're going to be an 8-4 team next year. Like, right, at just, best. Yeah, oh. like Texas, I mean, should be a loss. Uh, even USC is probably going to be tough at yeah. Washington. Probably eh, depends on how Jed Fish has them going. At Illinois, not going to be easy. Michigan State, we'll see. Uh, Oregon, no. Right. And then, like, yeah, at Ohio State, no. There's there's so many like could be losses on their schedule. Right. I just can't see him, I can't see them winning ten games. There's just no way. It'd be very, very that's, impressive. That's a very wild. Impressive. That's a like Vegas is like either that's like the biggest trap of the century or like that's just oh, yeah. free money. And uh, hey, I've I've never walked into a betting mouse trap in my life before. <laughs> no, I, I I'm never the moth that flies no. into the light that Vegas sets up for me. Never. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to be filthy rich, go ahead and fade all three of those picks uh, <laughs> and go ahead and bet under five and a half for Michigan State if you just want to make it a Mount Rushmore of, of fading our picks here. But uh, yeah, that's that's gambling corner talk here. And that's some football talk here with uh, yours truly over here. Hey, what's up? It's Matt. And over there, Carnival Downey, Spartan Shadows, Spartan Avenue. There you go. Dude. Nailed it. <laughs> we had fun for like a half hour. <laughs> this first great. time ever, I think. Wow, we, we weren't just like pulling ourselves out of misery and then dragging the other one back into the pit of misery. Market. Why? No, yeah. <laughs> no. Let's let's make it a perfect game here of happiness, Connor. Let's let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's just act, yeah. Let's just act like we didn't talk about the center yeah, talk here a little bit. Hey, no, 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 no. Center centers played good today. Our, one center played good today. We're gonna focus on that. And one played well and then got benched, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all it's good. Bogart yeah. struggled a little bit, which kind of bothered me. But we, we won. We won a game. It's a win streak. Games, Connor. We yeah. won games. It's a two-game yeah. win streak. Don't, yeah. don't let the boys get hot. Don't let them get hot. Not ahead of Izzo season. That's right, baby. <laughs> all right. Anything else you want to throw out there to the people before uh, we let you go and enjoy the rest of your night here, Connor? Mm, I, I got nothing. I just I appreciate the fact that you assumed that I had no Valentine's Day plans, which is why you reached out to me. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain, everyone. That this was not scheduled. Like this was very last minute. We we had a last minute He's cancellation. Like, guy that doesn't have. Uh, no, I, I said no, no, no. I said if you have literally anything better to do, please feel free to say no. But I had to give the people a dapper face to look at tonight. I, I was not going to do a live show on YouTube and just have this over here be the face that they look at on valentine's day like my god you you want to ruin a night of romance just go ahead and just throw this face solo on a screen i had to get a tall drink of water like you on this show and uh, point blank connor it's just always a fun time recording even even when it's a loss but man we just had to mix it up here had to mix it up on that you know we had we had to spice things up on valentine's day try something new we did a winning podcast tonight connor how about that for the the, the I'll folks? Take, I'll take a spontaneous podcast whenever I can get it, especially after a win. Let's, especially let's after go. a win. 
So thank you for being the on-call doctor here tonight. Uh, Much, much appreciated. You're the best, Connor. And everyone watching, everyone listening, thank you guys so much. We will be back tomorrow. We got Kevin Greck of Can't Read, Can't Write in the mix tomorrow. We will be previewing the Michigan game this weekend, talking football, just talking all things green and white here. You guys know what it is. It's Locked on Spartans. Love you all, especially you, Connor. Happy Valentine's Day over there. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay. Go green. God, boys won. Let's go. God.